0: And then once it started to settle in, it, it just kind of turned my world upside down for a little bit.
1: Hello, 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 hey and hello. My name is Daniel and this is the death of my podcast, episode five, six, no idea. Anywho, one thing I really wanna start off with right off the bat is if you have lost someone that you didn't talk to for a while or someone that you weren't a hundred percent best of buds or it was an immediate family member and it has impacted you in your life in some way that is okay that is normal that is healthy today we talked to Evan today I talked to Evan Evan lost his ex-girlfriend his first love a few months back please enjoy Evan's Hi, it's
0: your dad. Just calling to say hi. Check in and see how you're doing. I
1: hope all is well. Everything's pretty much the same here. I'm doing okay.
2: I love you.
0: First of all, thank you, Daniel, for having me. I'm really excited. One, to open up to you and to open up to other people who are grieving and kind of use this as an opportunity to um, process through some emotion for myself and hopefully be a resource to others as well. Um, my name is Evan. I live in Santa Monica. I'm 22 and lost someone that was very special to me at one point, And I'm here to talk about it. Who died? So my ex-girlfriend passed away um, last September and her and I dated for about two and a half to three years throughout our college careers. She was very, very important to me. She was my first kind of major relationship um, during arguably one of the most influential portions of one's life, being you know late teens to early twenties, especially in college. And uh, yeah, it's it's hard. It's there are good days and there are bad, but um, I'm kind of working through it.
2: What happened exactly?
0: It was an accident. So she was out partying with some friends, um, was locked out of her house, and long story short, thought it would be a good idea to kind of climb up to her window and try to get into her house because she had forgotten her keys. Um, She was alone, wasn't really thinking straight and uh, just fell from three stories up and um, was kind of done on impact.
2: That's hard to hear. It definitely must be hard to talk about.
0: Totally. It's tough because, you know, she was only 23 years old one and things like that just don't happen let alone happen to the people that you know or you don't really think it could happen to somebody you know um which is the weird part
2: and this was last september
0: yeah this was last september
2: so it's been like six months or so seven Mm -hmm. months if you took yourself back to when you found out where were you what were you doing do you remember the moment
0: Absolutely. Um, So I just finished up having breakfast. My dad um, lives down in Long Beach and I was just getting into the car to drive back home. And I got a call from one of my good friends and she was just stopped like sobbing hysterically. Um, And right away I knew something was up and I knew it had to do with Phoebe. And um, sure enough, she was like, you know, I need to tell you something like you should be sitting down. And I was just kind of like spit it out. Like, I knew in the back of my head, like what it probably was. And that was something I was afraid of, of finding out. And um, sure enough, she told me, didn't really tell me how it happened because she didn't have very many details, but just that it had happened. And um, I was just shocked. And initially, like, I didn't really know what to feel. So I just kind of went about my day and I was thinking about it and it just, it just felt so weird. Like none of it felt like reality.
2: Did you feel numb? Like, do you remember exactly How you felt?
0: Absolutely Um, sick to my stomach. Couldn't really eat much, and didn't really want to talk to anybody about it because I think part of me just was in complete denial that it was real. And then I started to get the texts from friends, from her friends, from you know people that I hadn't talked to in years, kind of like the apology text, the sympathy text. And I think that's when it really started to settle in. I reached out to probably her best friend, who I'm also pretty good friends with. And when her and I spoke about it, that's when it really kind of hit me like a truck. And and I realized how real it was and how devastating it was.
2: Yeah. You said you were with your dad when you found out.
0: I was just leaving his house. So I had just left. Um, So he didn't, he wasn't there for any of the. So you were by yourself. Yeah.
2: What exactly, when you talked to her best friend, how did you feel about it?
0: I think it just felt, Kind of surreal, um I hadn't really talked to Phoebe for about a year since we had broken up um at the point that I heard that she had passed away, so for the longest time, I didn't really know what to feel, and I think that was the most pressing emotion that I had and I was talking to a couple of friends about this, and I kept asking, like, should I feel sad like should I like I almost beat myself up for feeling sad because in my head, I was like, well, we're not together, we weren't together for a year like. She was somebody in my past. And I was kind of trying to discredit all the emotions that I was feeling. And I think that was kind of the wrong thing for me to do. And the reason I was doing that was just because I didn't know how to feel, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so upon talking to her friend, and upon talking to my friends, I think the biggest feelings that I was processing was just disbelief. Um, and then once it started to settle in, it it just kind of turned my world upside down for a little bit yeah. um, to the point where, because I would think about her a lot just in general, because, you know, she was my first serious relationship. She, you know, taught me a lot about myself, a lot about what it meant to care for another person. And I kind of respected her for that, even though we weren't together. I had always, I never lost any respect for her. Seeing that person that I always looked up to in a sense and imagining them gone was just very, very difficult to swallow. Yeah.
2: When you talk to your friends about it, how did they react?
0: They all reacted a little bit differently. um, But I mean, the common theme was just sympathy. I mean, they all they all kind of wanted to be there for me, but it's difficult to speak to them because no matter how much they want to be there for me, they don't really understand. And I think what I need most is just kind of somebody to listen and kind of somebody to to understand where I'm coming from instead of advice instead of you know anything that you could offer i think what myself and most people need is just you know somebody to talk to they would offer but it was just it was very tough to kind of open up and it still is to open up to some people because i know in the back of my head that there's never going to be like a full fluid connection because you know the circumstances are different
2: yeah have you ever lost someone close to you before
0: i have yeah i've lost um both grandparents on my mom's side, I think I had to have been in like middle school, high school for those two, but those are different because they're expected. Yeah. Um, my grandfather was kind of out of the blue, which kind of tore our family up a little bit, but um, shortly after my grandma passed away and that one was was very much so expected.
2: How would you compare, not compare, but your feelings for knowing that someone's going to die like your grandparents or your grandma, like knowing that's coming as opposed to Phoebe all suddenly and unexpected. What was your thought with your grandparents? And then what was your thought with Phoebe comparing those two? Does that make sense?
0: Totally. Um I think in general when you're kind of expecting somebody to pass away, you're you prioritize spending time with them a lot more. You kind of, you know, quote unquote count your blessings that you have with them. Um, and really try to cherish the time that you have left with them Um, so with my grandmother for example I lived in Sherman Oaks at the time she lived in Rosemead which is probably about an hour hour 15 away but every chance I would get I would go to see her and she had really bad dementia to the point where you know one day she would you know remember having a conversation with me and the very next day we'd have the same conversation over again Um, which was definitely tough to deal with but I was just so so thankful that I had the opportunity to see her and visit her as often as I did, and that she didn't live, you know, on the other side of the country, for example. Yeah. Um, so it's it's tough. I'm not taking away from the fact that loss is tough. However, I think it's it's more bearable because you kind of build it up within yourself, yeah. the courage to to let that person go. And you, like I said, you really start to cherish the time you they have with them. Um In Phoebe's case, it just, the hardest part for me was kind of in the back of my head pretty much since, you know, throughout the duration of our relationship and and even after we broke up, I always knew that, you know, she was in my life for a reason. And whether it be for us to be together, whether it be for us to be friends, whether it be for us to just kind of have like a mutual understanding of one another, like I always had thought that we would kind of reconnect at some point in the future. And that we just needed our time to kind of focus on ourselves, grow a little bit and prioritize, you know, graduating college and starting our lives and kind of getting those concrete steps down. Um, And so I think that's the hardest part for me to swallow is just knowing that that can never happen.
2: It's hard. It makes me emotional because. Like with her and with my dad, it's just. It almost feels like it's not real, right? Like that you'll be able to see them again and, and just whatever, like right now it's just this long pause and, and we'll be able to get back and you guys will be able to talk and hang out and I'll be able to see my dad and it just we won't well freaking sucks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, that right. And I, I think that's that's something that I would think about a lot um in the year span that we weren't together is it brought me peace to know that she was happy in life. And it brought me peace to know that she was, you know, kind of starting off in a career that she was really looking forward to when she graduated college, that she was meeting all these really cool friends that she was really into and that really liked her and that, um, you know, they kind of found each other and she was really just starting to live life to the fullest for lack of a better phrase. And, We had a lot of mutual friends and so although her and i didn't talk it was nice to kind of know through them that that she was doing really well and that honestly brought me a lot of peace like you said it's just it's so weird to continue to think about that and have to remind myself like that's not the case anymore
2: what was the funeral process like
0: she had a private funeral um with just immediate family members but then her parents held um a celebration of life with family, extended family, and then very few of her friends from college. So it was myself, uh, her best friend, and two of her other good friends.
2: And what was that like?
0: It was tough. It was really tough. And and that was the first time that I had been exposed to her family since I heard that she had passed. And before that, my emotions were kind of all over the place. I like could have like good days, I'd have bad days, but it was kind of spotty, and and I didn't really have any sense of closure. And when I got to the celebration of life, they had like kind of a table with photos of her and and you know little knickknacks here and there, and I just broke down, like I was a wreck, and I was almost embarrassed because I didn't want to be, you know, the guy sobbing in the corner. I, I kind of mm-hmm. wanted to put on a a tough face for her parents, but. I realized shortly after that it's better to just kind of be unapologetically myself in that kind of situation. Absolutely. And um, her parents were just very comforting and, and, you know, I was very comforting for them. And we just had some really good conversation exchanged some really cool stories about Phoebe and about, you know, the time that her and I spent together and her parents had some really cool stories about how, you know, when she was a kid. And, and so it was really nice. And towards the end, her mom actually pulled me aside and she said, Hey, you know, Phoebe told me this, even though you guys weren't together, like she had always imagined, you know, rekindling something in the future, whether it be as friends or something else. And, and she always held that close to her. Mm -hmm. And when I heard that, once again, I just, I broke down and I just gave her mom like such a big hug and said, like, this is something that I've had in my head since we split you know, and like, I can't tell what the future holds. And I was never going to jump to the conclusion that we'd get back together, that we'd even be friends, but it always just felt like it wasn't the end of whatever it was. And um hearing her mom say that kind of just, it confirmed that we were both on the same page with that. And that was both a relief and just a very, very emotionally triggering thing to hear at the time.
2: It's interesting that you you almost want to put on this brave face and not show you real emotions. And, and, and it kind of ties with that. You feel like maybe you're not, you weren't that important in her life up leading up to her death that you should be feeling all these feelings. And Absolutely. I did, and I did an episode with um, someone else who lost their friend when she was younger and they were really good friends, but you know, they weren't like, best of best, but it impacted her so much. And it's very interesting to hear you say that and to her say that. And like, there's some sort of like, we're not good enough to to feel what we feel or like, we weren't as close. So why should I let it impact me this much without, like, I'm not trying to give you advice or anything like that, but you're not alone in that. Like there's this feeling of I'm not worthy enough almost you are and you're, you know, you're allowed to feel these things. And it's so important to know that, that that this will impact you for the rest of your life. And you'll make these decisions in the future that this will forever change you, you know, and it's, you're, that's okay. I just hope you know that, (laughs) you know, like it just means you cared,
0: you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I think as I kind of progressed through the healing process after her celebration of life, it, it really started to shed light on that exact fact. Um, and you're absolutely right. I kind of discredited my emotion during her memorial and all that stuff, because like you said, I didn't feel like I was important enough to be upset about this. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I was just the college ex-boyfriend, you know, and Mm -hmm. regardless of what I meant to her and what she meant to me, other people didn't necessarily know that and i th- i think because of that i was down on myself for feeling the way i did and as i started talking more to her friends and more to my friends i'm starting to realize that that's never the case and regardless of who she was to me and who i was to her it's kind of doing myself a disservice to discredit those feelings mm. um, and that's kind of what I'm working through and, and writing about most prominently at the moment. Yeah. Journaling? Yeah, definitely.
2: Awesome. How's that been?
0: It's good. Um, I do it quite a bit. Um, so I journaled like a little bit in college. Didn't really, wasn't really consistent with it. Um, but post-college and especially now with the whole quarantine thing going on, it's given me a lot of time to think. And I think the best way to, for me to Process these feelings and process these emotions is getting it out on paper and kind of getting it out of my head, seeing it in front of me, and and maybe even going back and reading it from time to time. And I write her letters like pretty consistently. Um, whenever I'm thinking about her, or whenever I'm just in a weird mood, or whenever you know something triggers me, I just kind of write her a letter. And um, a lot of it is based on activities or things that we had done in the past that mm-hmm. kind of remind me of her, and that I kind of want to continue to share with her with her spirit with her you know thought you could say um and that kind of stuff has been really really impactful
2: do you have a, a favorite memory that you guys have something you guys did together
0: right off the top of my head the first date i ever took her on we so it was my freshman year of college we kind of were talking for probably about a month maybe a little over a month so not very long at all and I'm very open. I'm very outgoing with the people I let into my life. And I was just like, do you want to come meet my mom? And you want to come over to my house in Sherman Oaks? And we were at Riverside at the time where we went to school. So it was about an hour and a half away. And she's like, yeah, sure. So we go, we meet my mom. um, We dye Easter eggs. It was around Easter time. And I took her to this place called Malibu Creek. And it was basically just like a little cliff jumping spot. And uh, we just had like, such a fun day and it kind of progressed from meeting my mom really hitting it off dying easter eggs with my family which you know most people when you're dating a couple weeks in you're just like what is going on like this is way too much way too fast but right. she just felt right at home and like it it didn't feel weird at all to have her there it kind of just ended with with cliff jumping and something that she had never done before in her life so it was kind of cool to like share something that I enjoyed doing with her and and kind of introduce her to a little bit of thrill and It was all around a really good day, and I think that was the first time that I had realized, hey, like this girl's pretty special, like, Mm. and you don't really, you don't really get that often. I feel like, especially in college.
2: Yeah, and so she met your mom. She met your dad.
0: I don't think she ever met my dad, but she met my mom and my brothers and sisters.
2: When she passed, what was it like talking to your family about that?
0: It was tough. It was definitely tough. I, I honestly didn't tell my brother and sister. um, So I'm, I'm. One of four, and I'm probably closest with my older sister, um, who's 30, and then my older brother, who's 32. And I didn't even tell them, um, just because I think I was just embarrassed and I didn't really want people to feel bad for me, like, I didn't want the sympathy, and so I was hesitant to even tell my mom. But the fact is, she was there for me for a lot of um, Phoebe's and I's relationships, so like the ups, the downs, like, I shared all kinds of stuff with my mom, and so. It felt right to tell her at the time, and you know she was there for me as as much as a mom could be, and I think it was as hard for her to hear as it was for me to tell her,
2: yeah,
0: because she kind of you know was there for me for one month like my whole life, my whole college career, my whole relationship with phoebe so um and she knew her pretty well, so i think I think it was tough, and it was definitely shocking,
2: yeah. What are your thoughts on death and what happens after we die?
0: It's tough because I wouldn't consider myself the most religious man. I wouldn't consider myself um, a radical by any means. However, it's hard for me to believe that when somebody dies, that's just the final ending to, you know, the story they have to write. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I've gotten signs in my life here and there, and I've gotten you know, kind of nudges and 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 just things that start to make sense. And, you know, some people call them coincidences and in some cases they are, but in other cases I feel like they're genuine things in life that kind of push you a certain direction. Um, and that we're meant to listen to those kinds of things. And you know, regarding death, I I do believe that her her soul and her spirit are still kind of out there and and watching over people and watching over the people that she loved. And I think to an extent that kind of brings me some peace in mind, you know, knowing that if I feel like talking to her one day, or if I feel like writing her a letter, that she's there with me listening, you know, or if I'm doing something that reminds me of something that her and I did together, that she can, you know, look to me wherever she is and and understand that I appreciate the time that we did spend together doing whatever it is we were doing. What was the most recent sign that you had? so i wouldn't really consider this a sign as much as just kind of like a realization um i just kind of i started seeing myself acting a little differently around my friends and i I know i talked to you or about this briefly but it it just felt weird and there's just all kinds of things that i just knew like weren't really myself and it wasn't anything dramatic but it was just little things here and there where i would you know not really be engaged or not really be present with with my friends, which is not like me. And I couldn't figure out why. And I started to realize that, you know, this grief is affecting me on a deeper level than just being sad, you know, because even the best days that I have, like she's still in my mind, she's still out there. And so I think when I started to realize that, I started to realize, okay, this is a lot bigger of a deal than I'm making it out to be. And. Mm I think something that I've thought of is, you know, it's been almost a year since she's passed away. Like, why are you still sad about this? And I kind of had that mentality for a little bit. And I think that started to really kind of eat away at my insides and kind of give me a weird sense of how to deal with these kinds of things. Where would
2: you say you are now in your grieving like today?
0: I think I'm in a good spot. For sure, I—I um, I mean, I think about her all the time, like almost every day, I'd say. And I'm at the point where it's still hard. And like I mentioned earlier, like part of what brought me peace when we weren't together is just knowing that she was living her life, that she was happy, that she was kind of thriving, and having to remind myself that that's not the case anymore is is tough. And as tough as that is, I really try to stay thankful and I try to stay positive. And, you know, I'd like to think that everything happens for a reason. And like, although the reason behind this isn't necessarily clear yet, I'm using it as an opportunity to grow through it, Mm. you know? And so instead of turning to all these negative kind of channels that somebody may turn to when they're grieving, I'm kind of using it as an opportunity to write more and to read more and to kind of rely on my friends a little bit more and and build those relationships on a deeper level than just surface level. And I've been opening up to more people about this and in doing so it's really it's really given me some peace of mind on who my friends are and, and what they're willing to kind of help me work through.
2: Yeah. It's funny, right? You you go through something like this, something so traumatic and it like some of the closest people, oh, this is at least for me, but some of the closest people to you are the most distant. And then you kind of get these people out of the woodworks that start being in your world. Have you noticed that at all?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it's definitely given me an opportunity to rely on those who who truly care.
2: Yeah.
0: And, you know, not to discredit any of my closest friends, but it's, it's exactly like you said, some friends, you know, aren't, Really, as close as you think they are,
2: right.
0: but could be just based off of geography or just because you've known each other for X amount of years. And this has really allowed me to learn who my closest friends are and how I can rely on them for serious matters like this.
2: Yeah. If you could tell Phoebe one thing, what would you tell her?
0: Probably tell her that I'm proud of her, to be honest with you. I think that's the first thing that comes to my head. And, uh, that's what I thought about a lot when we weren't together. And that's what i continue to think even to this day is, is that, you know, I was just so proud to see her come from college and, and the years that I've known her grow up a little bit and go through some heavy stuff and, and come out of it and kind of find what she enjoyed and really stuck to that. Um, Cause I know that's hard for, for some people, especially right out of college, but she was, she was doing it and she was doing it well. And, and, I was very proud to have been a part of of that journey.
2: if you were to tell someone who just lost someone like a, someone they were in a relationship with, right? Like that same kind of bond that you and Phoebe had, what would you tell them?
0: I would tell them to kind of hold on to the experiences and to hold on to what you guys shared for one another. and so some of the things that i like to write about and that i kind of remind myself when i get down is is how much she taught me as a person and you know i was i was a little shithead freshman in college and and she was a year older than me so she was obviously a little bit more mature and you know she taught me a lot of things about about work ethic and about you know how to stay consistent with with things like school and work and and social life and um she taught me a lot of what it meant to care for one another and to care for another person. And she was my first serious relationship. So I definitely learned a lot about what it meant to be in a relationship through her. And so if I could tell anybody else kind of in a similar situation, I would say just kind of cherish those things and be thankful for them because you're not going to reverse what happened. There's no solution to this problem, but by holding on to what meant the most of that person, you can kind of take it and use it as a positive and use it to continue to grow.
2: How does it feel to be talking about it so much as of lately?
0: Feels good. It feels good. It It's starting to feel more normal. And before when I would talk about it, it, it just felt weird. It felt weird because I felt like I was burdening people and I didn't want to bring anybody down and I didn't want to be that guy that's always sad and now it's starting to evolve and become something that's just a part of my story and i I think it's kind of cool and you know i don't share it with everybody but the people that i do share it with it's it's less coming from a standpoint that's like hey i'm sad this is why and more coming from a standpoint of this happened in my life this is how i'm learning from it you know i just want you to be aware because you mean a lot to me as a friend yeah you know and I think it's really cool. And I think the circumstances aren't gonna change and the opportunity for me to kind of use it to build my relationships and to and to be open with people and to just unapologetically use it as a part of my story, you know, as a part of how I can kind of learn and grow is is something that I'm trying to prioritize for sure.
2: Do you think this will affect your future relationships? romantic relationships
0: absolutely i think it i mean it already kind of has to be honest with you and yeah it's it will it will for sure um like i said she, she was my first major relationship she was my first for a lot of things she taught me a lot about everything to be honest with you and so i think moving forward the thought of like being with another girl in that kind of context is obviously going to remind me of, of what I had with her. And I don't know if that'll ever change. I don't know if that'll ever disappear or kind of just fizzle out. I I don't know.
2: What is something someone could do to be a better friend to you while you're going through what you went through?
0: I think just check in more. What makes it a little difficult to talk to people about it is, I don't want to be as funny as it sounds. I don't want to be the one to bring it up. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't want to, because to me, and I know this is kind of a flawed way of thinking, but I, I feel like I'm burdening people by bringing it up, you know? And I think, as weird as it may be for somebody to bring it up, I think if, you know, every now and then somebody are like, hey, like, how's that going, by the way? Like, hey, you still thinking about it? Like, just little things like that, I think would speak absolute volumes to me. Because I think that would kind of break down the facade of me thinking it's burdening people.
2: Do you feel like it brings the whole mood down kind of thing? Like you're hanging out and then if you talked about it, it would just throw it in for a loop? Or what what do you feel like you're burdening with?
0: I don't think it does. But I think generally when people talk about things like this, it has you know, the habit of kind of bringing the mood down. And for me, like, I'll I'll bring Phoebe up in like casual conversation with friends and stuff like that and say, Oh, her and I used to do this or I used to do that. Um, and I like to talk about it positively. I think the burden or the thought of burdening somebody comes from just kind of me saying the same things over and over yeah. because a lot of what I'm feeling, it, it hasn't really changed much or at least recently. And so, what I mentioned earlier, just like kind of needing somebody to talk to other than myself and other than writing. That's where I feel like the burden comes in, because I don't want to have to call upon somebody to listen to the same thing I told them for the past six days again and again, even though that's what I'm feeling and that's what I think I have to get out.
2: Yeah. That grief group that we did last night.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Any one of us a thousand percent can sit there and hear you could send the same text every single day about you know i mean like how you're feeling Uh, i mean even me just whatever it is because i get it i remember you know i i'm almost coming up on a year here in like a few weeks which is Mm -hmm. so crazy and just to watch this you know what i mean like up and down up and down about my feelings and it's only been probably the last couple months where I felt more at peace with it. Yeah. You know, like those first were so fluctuous. So I, I'd text people or just say, like, I can't, you know, like people would check in, like, how are you doing? And it's like, awful. And side so thought, I feel like I can't tell people when they ask how I'm doing. I can never say that I feel like I'm good. How are yeah. you? You know, I mean, it's always like, I'm okay. And I feel like I carry some sort of that guilt, too,
0: mm-hmm.
2: of like, how, how can I feel good when something so tragic happened? Is there anything else you'd like to add or to share?
0: Honestly, no. I mean, it, it's been really cool to kind of share with you and to to hear your experience and, and, you know, to be a part of this group. and like I mentioned yesterday, I think I talked to you about this briefly, but for the first time in a while, it just felt so comforting to know that everybody was kind of in the same boat and that there was like absolutely no judgment. Like I'm a pretty, I'd like to think outgoing person, but I've never been in a situation where I've been in front of eight strangers and and (laughs) completely been open and honest with, with something hard that I'm going through in life. And that's what I did yesterday with you guys. And it was really cool and it was i can already tell that it was impactful and it's going to continue to make a positive impact so i appreciate that
2: well i'm just thankful that you are open about it and that you're choosing to talk about it and journal about it and instead of turning to you know drinking until you black out or you know i mean all these other things that um some people turn
0: to Absolutely.
2: I appreciate you and thank you for doing this.
0: Appreciate you, man. I got a lot of love for you and I'm excited for uh you know, just to continue this friendship and to continue this uh this journey with you and, and the rest of the game.
2: I appreciate it, dude. Or I'll talk to you soon. Welcome. Hello.
1: For those who don't know, this is my wife Amber. At the end of every episode we talk about the podcast and then episode of the day and then we talk about how i'm doing yeah what'd you think
3: so something that came to mind was that or like something that i've learned that came to mind while listening to this podcast or this interview with evan um is that no matter what relationship it is Like, no matter where that relationship was, like, if that person dies, it doesn't matter anymore. Like, the good, the bad, the ugly, it's, like, that person. It's waived. Yeah, it's, like, that person is no longer with you, and that's the important part. Right. Because, like, sometimes there's this, I want to use the word stigma, but I don't know if that's right. Stigma around, like, if you don't have a good relationship or an Evan's sake not that they didn't have a good relationship but that they they weren't talking for like a year or something after they broke up yeah that affects the way you view the relationship when that person dies but like I feel like that's not true does that make sense Hmm. like it doesn't it doesn't affect like the hurt or the what am I trying to say? The hurt or the like negative stuff doesn't affect when that person actually dies. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Because like I, that's what I learned like when you lost your dad. Like the good, the bad, the ugly doesn't matter anymore. Like your right. dad died. That's what matters. Right. And that's the important part. Yeah. So that's kind of what got brought up for me at least. Yeah.
1: Isn't it f- interesting that like i i kind of mentioned in the episode but jackie's episode in this episode it's like this Mm -hmm. feeling that you're not worthy or good enough to be feeling what you feel because of this person in the relation
3: yeah which is so interesting
1: because i feel like that's a common theme that we're gonna find the more we talk to people
3: Mm -hmm. did you ever feel that way with what with losing your dad like that you were not able to like be worthy of your feelings never okay but, but
1: i did feel like that sometimes with um like a friend that committed suicide you know five years ago now probably mm-hmm. or a little longer um it was it impacted me right and it didn't impact friends the same way but it really impacted me because that was someone that I spent a lot of time with.
3: So it's like the same group of friends, right. but then you are affected differently.
1: Yeah, and then it's just the same as like well, am I not should I not be feeling as impacted as I should have,
3: you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just questioning. Yeah.
1: I wonder how many people take on the responsibility like that weight on their shoulders. For instance, like cuz once she died, my friend, I thought, gosh, I remember seeing her on Facebook, Messenger, you know? Like, why didn't I reach out to her only a couple of days before that? Mm. Or like...
3: Oh, I'm sure people go that You know, it's like,
1: why didn't I just reach out one more time?
3: I don't know. I feel like I was just watching This Is Us and they played out that scenario or something. Kind of I was like, why does that ring a bell to me? I feel like that's probably super common. That's yeah. maybe a personality thing. Yeah. I don't know. But I think... Just listening to Evan talk, I feel like he's a pretty cool person, so I enjoyed listening to it. Yeah, he is cool. Yeah. So, this week, tomorrow, is your dad's birthday. Yeah. Is that wild? Yeah. Can you remember, like, a birthday that you guys celebrated together? His birthday?
1: Hmm. I call him every year on his birthday.
3: Yeah, but did you ever celebrate together?
1: I don't know. Because I only saw him on the weekends, right? So, And then as I got older, I didn't see him as much. I mean, I for sure talked to him. I remember... Gosh, I'm trying to think of his birthday last year. I definitely called him.
3: Yeah. I feel like last year was when you guys talked when we did that event.
1: Was that his birthday? Was that I event? feel like
3: it was around his birthday.
1: Yeah, it was for sure around because it was Mother's Day. Yeah. But
3: It's so crazy to think about how like all of that just happened so fast.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's really sad. Mm-hmm. I think I plan on for sure going to the cemetery. Yeah. I don't know. What else? i i mean who knows i might be fine i might not be fine i just Mm -hmm. don't know
3: yeah do you think a birthday will be less hard than the anniversary of his death
1: probably his birthday is a day that i could i would go and talk to him but that anniversary of the death is a was like the worst day of my life yeah so like there's so much more like yeah trauma with that totally with Mother's Day coming up, it's just hard. Yeah. Because at the same time, I, I have so many friends that have lost their moms or so many people I know that have lost their moms. And, like, this is a huge deal. It's a huge weekend. Yeah. For people that have lost, for me, and then people that have lost their moms or motherly figures in their life. hmm You know?
3: Just, like, a big fat reminder. Yeah. Not that you ever, like, don't think about it, but it's just, like, I could only imagine.
1: Yeah. So I hope that if someone is listening and they lost someone, specifically their mother, that they can reach out and talk to someone. Yeah. Or they can talk to us, whatever. But just know you're not alone in it. Yeah. I feel like that's always what I say just you're not alone but it's true. (laughs) It is. And I we are not alone in this walk and I talk to someone every single day about death and grief and how they're doing and it's always a comment. They just want to talk. They want someone to listen. Yeah. They just need someone. It's just this idea of like community like we need each other to get through this.
3: Well, I just think that there's comfort in talking to people that have been through this Same similar thing. situation. Sure. Because it's like there's this foundation of understanding.
1: Yeah. So a couple of things I want to note before we end this is if you have any questions or you want to be interviewed or you just want to tell your story, you can email podcast at sign the death of my.com. once a month we do grief groups over zoom slash one day hopefully back in person but if you want to be part of that and just be silent and just hear people talk or if you want to share please reach out to that same email podcast at the death of my.com, so you can get on the link and join us you could follow the death of my on instagram reach out to me let's talk love you
3: love you bye bye